Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Kimberly's Intentional Moment is brought to you by the Seiken Network on Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night for everybody across the globe. I'd like to just take one moment here and bring your attention inward, bring your attention even to your attention, and take a couple of deep breaths all the way to your sit bones, all the way back out you're feeling particularly um, stressed or just strapped for time, I think that's what a lot of people are feeling um, these days, then breathe out through pursed lips like you're going to whistle but you don't quite whistle so that you slow it down. And just feel your feet if you're standing, your sit bones if you're sitting, and breathe to either one of those places or both. Nice. So just notice for a moment if you are feeling energetic today, like you have a lot of energy, or if you're feeling tapped, maybe tired, or anywhere in between. And then just notice your body. So just check in with the places that feel good, easy, strong, fluid. And you have those places. So if you're feeling tapped, you might have to say the pinky finger. But somewhere on your body feels good, easy, strong. And notice the places that may need extra attention. And you're just observing your body. So there's really no emotion attached to it. Or notice if there is and then let it go and move on, continue. And then bring your hands to your heart center. So you can put one hand on top of the other. You can have them next to each other. You can have them in namaste or prayer pose. And as you inhale your next breath, inhale and bring your sternum up towards the sky. So you're back bending a bit, opening your arms out to the side or up in the air or out and up or down and out. And then exhale and bring your hands back to your heart center as you tighten your belly. To support that exhale, then inhale once again, and you can just look up. Have your chin follow your chest. So as you're backbending through your mid-spine or your mid-back, you can let your head follow, but you're not looking up. So you're not hyperextending your neck. You're simply following along, but your neck is soft, and you can smile. And do that a couple more times, inhaling, opening up, 
your arms and your chest, exhaling and bringing your hands back to your heart center, still sitting or standing tall. Just a few more breaths. And so this is just a way to kind of open up your heart center, open up your chest, open up your shoulders. Most people are driving and in front of computers enough in their day, or you have a baby and you're bent over a baby, or you work with children and so you're bent that way, or you're a personal trainer and you're bent over a bench. We tend to be flexed a lot in our body, so opening that up is just only going to help in several ways. It also is a way to jumpstart your heart, which is what today's show is about. Before we do that, though, I wanted to get you grounded and and centered a bit more simply to take a moment today and um, thank the veterans. It is Veterans Day, and um, it is is really, truly um, an honor to be able to thank you. And I um, I think I speak for a lot of people that we appreciate the sacrifice um, that these families make, these veterans make, and then the veterans' families. Um, and so, again, just thank you. And I also want to congratulate uh, the, the feeling that has shifted a bit in at least American culture. I can speak for that. Um, in that we are honoring our veterans whether you you know like war or not or whether you like having a military or not because i think we can all realize that this is the situation we have one and wars do happen unfortunately and these people put their lives on their on the line all the time constantly ready and so i just want to thank you for that and it doesn't come easy and the families too often um, are very affected by even when at peacetime. So thank you to the families as well. So I'd like to just take a second here and do that opening of your chest one more time. So hands at your heart center. And I just, I mean, to me, it's just another way to say thank you. It's like opening up your heart, allowing that to flow. Your heart center is right in the center of your chest. So when we talk about the fourth chakra today, we're talking about right in the center of your chest. That's where that wheel of energy spins and vibrates. Before we move any further forward, so just come back to seated or standing, I want to review and talk a little bit about um, Maitreya Himsa, um, or uh, friendliness without harm and honesty. So um, without harm and honesty are they go hand in hand and when we talk about the fourth chakra and we're talking about love we're talking about something called intimacy and one of my teachers and I I wish I could remember which one I've had such great teachers in my life I'm really fortunate that way um one of my teachers said into me you see So intimacy, the reason why intimacy feels so vulnerable is it is into me you see. So the reason I want to uh, review friendliness without harm and honesty is it's, it's vulnerable to be intimate. It is vulnerable to love. It is vulnerable to learn. We go over and over this on the show. 
when you are practicing friendliness without harm and honesty, that makes that a little bit easier. Because into me, you see, just means that I'm being transparent, which means that I must align with these concepts. Um, or if I am in alignment with these concepts, then it's not so bad for somebody to see through me. Because through me is to see um, a loving, genuinely friendly being. And love is honest. So love has all these different definitions. And I have gone over and over and over this. And to be honest with you, I'm not super happy with the with a lot of the um, definitions of love. So I've stopped even looking that up or uh, saying it in class. or And I'm not going to say it on the show either. Love is something we are when I'm talking about it on the show. Um, open and uh, in a space of learning, in a space of allowance, in a space of acceptance, compassion, understanding, all those words go under this big umbrella of the word we call love for the, the context of this show and how I use it when I'm teaching or speaking. And so when we're practicing this honesty, one of the ways that we practice it is in the movements that we do. Um, so we can do it in, you know, like when I'm teaching a yoga class and we check in with our bodies, I'm asking people to be honest. How are you really feeling? And sometimes that means that they feel like their list gets really long in a negative way. The thing is, is that if we can't be honest about it and we, can't, we don't know what's going on in your body, we certainly... We certainly can't help. We might even harm, which is, once again, something we're not practicing. We are practicing without harm. We are practicing balance. We are practicing love. So if fear arises, that's okay. Or um, if anger even arises. Usually anger is coming from fear. So, you know, and, and I can understand that. If you're not feeling good... There can be fear behind that in lots of different ways. So just being honest with how you're feeling in the beginning, and that's why I had you do this small little practice with your arms and your breathing. I want you to take a moment and really notice how you feel. And it's even okay if me asking you to do that is frustrating because you don't really want to do that or it's like, come on, get on with the show. I want to hear how we jumpstart our heart. This is how. This is the beginning. This is a way that you can balance just a little bit out. Uh, and I've talked about that on the show. It's like I'm not saying that any of this solves everything and brings you from a negative space to a positive space or a detrimental space to a beneficial space, but it certainly will bring you closer to center, closer to balance. So when we talk about intimacy, into me you see, and we are practicing in a space of friendliness, so we're approaching the world in a friendly manner, a place of understanding each other without harm. So the the intention behind the connection with others is to lift up, 
instead of bring down. And honesty, being honest first with yourself on whether you're even practicing these things and and what do you, and and what do you really feel? What do you really see? What do you really think? What's the difference between your head and your heart? We're also going to discuss that today. One of the books I've read to you um, before, or I've read from before, it's called Hero, and it's just a bunch of quotes from different people throughout time in the world. And this one um, that I want to read today is Rosa Parks, and. She said, you must never be fearful about what you are doing when it is right. So, kind of that thing about into me, you see, if you're being honest with yourself and others and you know, or and, and you know when you aren't being honest and therefore can do something about it, can make maybe a different choice, can ask for forgiveness, I don't know. I mean, it just depends on what's going on. But when you are, it's okay to be transparent. It's Or it's not, how about this, it's not as scary to be transparent. Um, right, so the need to be right. I want to go back to that. We've We've talked about that on other shows in different ways. And here in this context, it is super appropriate. When we talk about arguing, and, and I mean like debating, we want to argue to learn instead of argue to win. So it comes back to, are you fighting the fight because you need to be right in some way? Do you need to look inward and see where that's coming from? And we all do this. All of us. I mean, I, I, I battle this on the regular, especially when I'm tired, especially when I'm really tapped because Everything's more irritating when you're tired. And so then the need to be right is even more so, especially if you are. Then this happens often. I know you can relate to this, where you know that you're right. And it's even important. And the person cannot hear you. They can't. They're so wrapped up in their need to be right, perhaps. Could be, could be other things, too. Um, that there is no common understanding between the two. And that letting go piece of the need to be right is, is not an easy feat. So, but when, when we're talking about what Rosa Parks, or how I understand Rosa Parks' quote, you must never be fearful about what you are doing when it is right, we're talking more about when you know it to be truth, you know it to be without harm, you know it to be friendly, you know it to be imbalanced, when we talk about the need to be right, we're talking more about passive-aggressive behavior. And the reason why I'm even bringing this up on this show is that we feel in our heart center. All of us do. Even if you call yourself a thinker, not a feeler, you do feel this because I'm talking more about a, an energetic feeling as opposed to an emotion. When, when, we're, when we need to be right, I call it red robining. We get up, we get up, it's third and fourth chakra, really. We, our chest stands up, and we are ready for the fight. You know, my chest is in your face, and I will not be brought down. And usually, there's some sort of imbalance going on there. It, 
starts at the third chakra. We talked about that, I think, two weeks ago in the chakras um, when we were talking about foundation and cleanser healer and the personal power self-love. When personal power and self-love is out of whack, one reaction can be a dictator way on that end of the spectrum. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you're a doormat. So you can see when you get in that red robin, when I've got to be right, I'm in your face, I will take you down kind of space, third chakra kind of is is definitely wacky. And then if you think about where third and fourth chakra lie and that gut feeling, heartfelt feeling, they go hand in hand, which is why I love to use self-love to describe the third chakra because they're so close. There's a love piece happening in the third chakra as well. The love chakra, the heart chakra, we're going to talk about energy here. So we can talk about um, that feeling when you know something isn't right or you know that you're fighting just to fight. I would like to invite everybody to make another pact with me that you will breathe into that space open it up, you can even do the arms motion, and instead be quiet. Unless something has to be said, be quiet, relax, give it 24, better yet, 48 hours before you respond. We've talked about the difference between reaction and response. Reaction is appropriate when, you know, your hand's on a burner. Take your hand off. React to that. When it comes to compassion and understanding, more often you're going to respond because you've got to get in that space. So I'm going to ask that we make a pact today that we'll just be be gentle with ourselves and others. Um, and what an appropriate day on Veterans Day. It's like being gentle, giving thanks, and um, understanding what we might not understand or have the capacity to understand. Um, just saying that, okay, I understand that I don't get it. Um, and realize also that sometimes we read Robin and get in that space of needing to be right because we're feeling like somebody's, is, because it's something's become intimate. Again, into me you see, uh-oh, then I've got to stand up and I've got to look a certain way and act a certain way. Instead, just take a deep breath and realize what's happening. It's a really interesting practice to jump into vulnerability. It because it tells you a lot about yourself. And when you when you're in that space of learning, I I'll also ask that you just allow for whatever it is to be what it is instead of putting worth to it or um, judging it. It's the perfect practice for, for being in a space of non-judgment because the hardest one is us or the hardest one is myself for me. I am my own worst critic. And I know that's really cliche and people say this all the time, but it is true. So if you can get good at sitting in a space of accepting that this is what's happening, this is what you're feeling, this is how you're reacting inside, you learn how to um, be in that space with other people. And 
one of the things that we talk about when we talk about intimacy or intimacy, we're talking about relationship, which the fourth chakra, the heart center, is all about relationship. And before I head into relationship, I want to just acknowledge that in pretty much every group that I see, no, in every group that I have seen, and I see a lot of groups throughout the week, and the people fluctuate a bit too. And so I'm in contact with hundreds, hundreds of people each week. And adults, teenagers, are re- and teenagers are really feeling, therefore the elementary school kids and middle school kids are also feeling it because these are the parents and the sisters and the brothers and the aunts and the uncles and you name it, the teachers, um, are, are feeling really tapped lately. And some some of it is even avoidable if everybody could just get along, but it isn't. it doesn't go that way. So it doesn't always, or how about this? It doesn't always work that way. So we're tapped anyway. And the, and the bottom line is, is being honest about, okay, I'm really tapped. So if you're one of those people out there, you're already sitting at a disadvantage. When I say that, the advantage of you knowing that is huge. Respond, respond, respond instead of react. React only when it's, you know, survival. When it makes absolute sense, you know, you got to react on the road because somebody's jetting out in their car in front of you. Put the brake on. Other than that, I would say take a deep breath and see if it's possible to go a day or two before you respond because it's amazing what time will do, especially if you're tired. And a lot of conflict, even if you have to put up with it, because there are going to be folks out there that are not awake and that are in the space of, I want to have conflict anyway. And we, the ones that are practicing, will have to find a way to live side by side those other folks. One way to do it is that you're always responding and you're taking the time to find out how you feel. And what you feel. In this space, we also need to keep nurturing relationships. We are all connected. We, I like to say we're pack animals, and some of you out there have, you know, prefer social beings, whichever one works for you. What I mean by pack animals is that we operate together. We need each other. That's real. And it, we, as much as we may need some alone time, and that's valid, we, we need our relationships. And it is very hard when we are so busy and we feel like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do any more than I'm already doing. I have two hands. I can only be in one place at a time. <clears throat> that could be argued by some of you, I know. But we're talking about the physical body um, and how we see it and understand it today is that we can't be in two places at once. So I'm I'm asking that you take that you take this opportunity now. Maybe write this down somewhere, somewhere to remind you that your relationships matter. And I've told you about you know my my text string of my lady friends that 
we always, the six of us are always on, essentially on. We at least are in touch with each other, I, I want to say at least twice a week. I know it's once a week, but I would say it's twice a week minimum and a lot more than that most often. And it's just that, that, that moment that where you just, you're connecting with your tribe and, and I connect with more than one tribe and, and in different ways and keeping that going somehow. Putting that into your life as something that is important. It nurtures the heart chakra. It nurtures the love chakra. It brings balance to your heart and therefore inner peace. It helps empathy, self-love, fulfillment, forgiveness. It keeps, um, you know, codependency at a minimum because we're, we realize what we're doing. And interdependence is one thing. Codependence is, you know, a downward spiral leads to things like jealousy. And though that's not useful. We want to stay in a place of useful emotion. Um, now that we're heading into flu season, it's a, it, the, the heart chakra, one of the physical associations is the thymus gland that, you know, people argue isn't very active in adults. Well, go ahead and tap on it right at the center of your sternum and see how you feel. I don't see any reason that we would have some something in our body that does absolutely nothing. So, you know, I, I like to tap that and stay in touch with my immune system. And when we're heading into flu season, we want to be thinking about how can we balance and support the heart chakra because it is the um, um, immune system center. And... The color of the fourth chakra is pink or green, the element being air. So pink or green, you might you know just notice your plants around your house, the green in your plants. Um, you know, when I think of the heart, some people think of red, some people think of pink. That might help you remember. And the element being air, what is so wonderful is that when we connect with our breath, we're connecting with that chakra. We're balancing that chakra. So when you're thinking about some of the practices that I've given today, for instance, you know, looking into when you're feeling vulnerable and what does that really feel like? When you're feeling like reacting, what are you really reacting to? You know, being honest with what is happening at your heart center and, and essentially thinking with your heart um, that's a big practice, and it is a huge practice to me in bravery, in courage, you know, having facing your fear with heart, looking at something, pulling it apart, but pulling it apart in a constructive manner. What is exactly going on here, and what is it that I need? So when we come back to relationship... I want you to also start thinking about, you know, the question of, you know, are you spending some special time with your friends? This same group that I always have on um, the, the text thread, 
we also tend to get together fairly regularly. And when when we don't, especially when we don't, you can feel the entire tribe pull together to make something happen. Because even just a couple of hours together is important and important enough that we make the time. And if you're doing it over a meal and the kids can have a play date, then you kind of catch a whole bunch of birds in one hand. And I love that about this group. And there's this genuine effort to make sure that happens. I'm inviting you to do the same with your tribes, however that looks. You know, maybe you can't get together for dinners. One of my tribes is all over the world. So getting together for a dinner isn't going to happen. But we have been better about making sure we have reunions. And when we have reunions, we post them to each other. On Facebook, we have more than one page including just our regular um, status, where we're sharing with one another that we are communing with one another and supporting one another and giving... That's why Facebook's been so good to us. That particular group of mine is, you know, in contact because of Facebook. It doesn't mean we couldn't have done it before. It would have been a lot harder. Uh, And I think I may have mentioned on the show, like when there's been a death, we've been able to get together at a certain global time, usually Vienna time, and just be together on Facebook since we can't all be together. And I I just feel really fortunate to be a part of that. And I wanted to share that because it's another medium of having connection. This isn't the only connection um, to have. And I'm certain, I wish I could see those people and actually, you know, have a cup of coffee in the morning with them. But I can't. So this this is what we have. But plan special time with your important relationships. Make that make that put that on your list, and make sure it gets done. Um, because when you do that, you're doing a positive thing to improve relationship. And you can also put on your list that you're going to do one positive thing each day to improve a relationship that needs work. You know, that that you feel, and, and it might just be putting energy to that relationship, just sitting, hands on your heart, maybe opening and closing your arms, and just putting a love intention, an intention of compassion and understanding, being brave this way in your vulnerability and saying that even though this relationship isn't easy for me, I will do what I need to do to put a positive spin on it. That is so hard in certain relationship, and I know I'm asking a lot. When you get more in the rhythm of it and the big stuff comes up, it becomes a little bit easier to surrender the the control that you want. You want to control the situation with this person, and you really want this person to hear you, and maybe they can't, or whatever. It allows you to let go. And a good practice to, I guess, prepare yourself for that, or I just practice, to just practice that is to hold right now in your heart space. So maybe bring your hands to your heart, or maybe you just have your attention at your heart center. I want you to bring your attention to a moment, and you're using your mind here, a person that is very difficult for you right now. And it doesn't matter how close or how distant they are in relationship with you. 
So it could be a coworker, it could be your best friend. But something difficult for you right now. And I want you to think about the feeling, or actually don't think about, I want you to feel the energetic feeling at your heart center, if you can, and it's okay if you don't. And then I want you to start to breathe, moving your arms in and out like that, sitting up really tall or standing up really tall without locking your knees. On inhale, as you open your arms wide or up, and then exhale, tightening your belly gently, arms come back, or hands come back to your heart center. And just breathe into that. And then breathe in love, or if that's too difficult, breathe in compassion. Breathe in acceptance. Sometimes that's all we can do because it's just so painful. And then just notice how that changes the feeling just a little bit. I understand it doesn't bring you to a space of joy, perhaps, although some of you out there may feel exactly that. And congratulations and yay, um, because that happens. On the regular, though, when you're dealing with something really intense and deep, sometimes we just can shift a little more towards balance, and that is helpful to all of us. It's not just you. You're not just doing this for you. Although you're beginning with you, it isn't just you that will benefit from this. Okay, so I am going to return to relationship when I come back from the break. Enjoy. This is Namdi Asamoah. I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles. But what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better, and kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. Annie Lennox of Eurythmics for Rad. Please don't drink and drive, and don't drive if someone else has been drinking. Thank you. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Kimberly's Intentional Moment on blogtalkradio.com with your host, Kimberly Canals, your spot to practice living in awareness. Hey there. Okay, so that that public service announcement was kind of funny, especially Annie Lennox. Boy, that just came out of nowhere. I, I, um, 
I didn't realize that was going to be so loud. So, uh, and I didn't realize it was going to be so um, long. So anyway, uh, I want to come back to the dropout thing. The reason why I like the um, PSA on, you know, thinking about how what we do affects everybody. When you take the time to help a child learn, you absolutely change everything. The children are our future, and we want to invest time into them. And you can do that in many different ways. It can just be you engaging with your niece or nephew now and again and just spending a few moments educating them on something, especially if they're in a learning moment. It also is um, really healing for working with children in some way. And again, it doesn't have to be, you know, what you do for a living. Um, although I will say that is a lot of fun. But just being around children, children that, well, even children that have had very difficult upbringings, for the most part, are still quite vulnerable. They're still in a space of allowance. Um, and it's because of their own resilience. I've brought up on the show many times, resilience is is key, you know, because life is going to have hard times. It just is. And, and I, it just, I mean, I really wish I didn't have to say those words. I mean, I don't like saying them. It bothers me. And we know that life has its ups and downs. And children tend to be very resilient. They want so much for things to be all right that they will brush a lot of things off and keep going unless they're really broken. And that that's something else, different show. Um, but just when you spend time with kids, notice that. Their ability to brush off and move on. Um, I remember having many conversations with my um, other mommy friends and daddy friends uh, when when my daughter was very young about the toddler years. Um, it It is, you know, unbelievable how they can be in full-on tantrum. Like you think the whole world is going to fall apart and you feel that that's what they're feeling. And five minutes later, it's as if it didn't happen. And I mean, their entire energy shifts. It's not, it's not an act. They're not hoping to feel better. They just do. I think that is so brilliant to watch. And, and we have to do a little more practice in that, generally speaking, as adults. It can be done. And like any of this, when you practice it more often, it, it, your body mind has a click whir and it is a reaction, click where reaction to the practice. It's like, oh, I've been here before. Oh, I know what to do. Oh, we're going to calm down now. Oh, we're going to open up now. Oh, this is what vulnerable feels like, and I know what I'm doing about it, or I know what I can do about it um, to help me be a better being in, in the world. So coming back to relationship. One of the things that is nice for journaling, and journaling is a very uh, good practice for the fourth chakra, because it, 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 it's a way to get these feelings out on paper. Yes, sometimes emotion, but also just that, fe that gut feeling. What, what came to me today? 
what do I know to be true? I don't believe or hope, but I know to be true. Um, that is all uh, stuff that if you write that down in a journal and you're just able to even go back 10 hours, 10 days, 10 years later and look at it, it can be it can really serve you. So I really invite you, if you aren't already doing it, journal. It, the journal's for you. You're the only one that needs to be able to read it. So write in it however you want. Draw pictures, put stickers. I don't care. Something for you to – and it, some people do it um, with audio equipment instead. You know, they record themselves. Whatever works. Um, people do a blog. Again, whatever works. I just – I wouldn't invite somebody – to, to have a, a public blog if you really don't want to share all of that. And when I was talking about Into Me UC, I certainly wasn't talking about that. It's just a, knowing that when when you're in relationship and when you're in a love space, you feel vulnerable. Okay, so one of the things that you can examine to help fourth chakra and the love chakra and this love space, this intention of love and peace, inner and outer peace. We we want to look at the nature of our relationships, the dynamics, the balance of give and take, the different needs that are involved in relationship. And when you're examining this, this is not a you know, you're not picking a relationship apart. And if you find that that's what you're doing, just be honest with yourself. That, you're, that that's what you're doing, because that's not necessarily a very healing practice. We want to just see things as they are, not as you are. See, that's really reality, right? Reality is not as you are, although that's generally how we see it. So as much as possible, just writing down the dynamics, the give and the take, and what needs to be improved. So um, before the break, I talked about, you know, Practice one thing or, or each day that that improves rela- your relationship with someone. It might be somebody very difficult, and again, if the difficult is really close to you, it can. What I have found to be um, nurturing and supportive to me, and of course, it's benefiting the other person too, is to hold them in my heart. Remember why I choose love. Sometimes that's all you can do because you can't even choose to love them, that particular person, him or her. You come into the space of, I just want to be in a love intention. Uh, And you can, you know, hold them in your heart in a space of without harm, honest, without harm. I do not wish harm on this person. I want this person to learn love, which may be a very difficult thing for that person, if especially if they don't even know that it's an issue. When you're holding them in that space, you're holding them in a different space than anger and bitterness and resentment or fear, really, is what it is. You're holding them in a, in a love space. So, coming back to the examining your relationships, examine why they're important to you. So why is this particular tribe important to you? And when we 
find that we're in a space of needing to be right, and it, and it can be in a cultural or a tribal way, like I said in, in describing the show, why has this relationship been important to you, and how can you find a space for acceptance at least, if not a... a some form of understanding. And when I'm talking about acceptance and understanding together, I'm not talking about condoning behaviors. It's accepting so that you are free. It's accepting so that your heart is wider and more open and you are able to learn and stay in a space that is conducive to your good health. I um, also suggest in this that if you're finding there are some people you want to reconnect with, do that. Make make a point. Maybe it's that you once a month, if this is too much, then once or twice a month, connect with someone. It could be in an email. It could be in a text. It could be a quick phone call. But reconnect with somebody you've been meaning to. Because one of the things we know is that that nothing is forever, everything changes, and you don't know what the next moment will bring. So in connection with that person, if even for this one time, is connection you didn't have before. And nurturing relationship and connection nurtures the fourth chakra. Of course, when you're staying in an interdependent type of relationship. You might notice when you're examining your relationship, your boundaries where your boundaries have been a little too loose and maybe where they've been a little bit too uh, rigid. We want to always kind of have that breathable boundary. And when I say breathable, it just means that because we're ever-evolving, because everything is ever-changing, the boundary might shift a little bit. That doesn't mean you don't have boundaries. And then when you are the person that's giving to others often, Finding a way to nurture yourself. So these are all, to me, really good journal entries. You know, what can you do to nurture yourself because of all the work that you do? And it might be that, you know, you've been listening to this show and you've been doing the homework that I've been asking you to do and you've been doing it for months now and it's and you just want to nurture yourself without it feeling like a work or a practice. Well, practice that, I guess, that little bit of indulgence. So get a massage, go get your nails done, um, lay down and watch a movie all by yourself, the movie you want to watch and you don't care if anybody else wants to because it's all about you. I don't know. However you want to practice that. And enjoy yourself. Uh, and Because joy is really important in relationship and it's also a good way to balance out that feeling that we've talked about earlier in the show that a lot of people are feeling these days feeling tapped and tired when you feel joy there's something that just it it helps to alleviate that feeling a little bit so um, I know I've asked a lot for jump starting your heart but the best way for this episode and we called it jumpstart your heart i love that but the best way to jumpstart your heart 
even if that's all you can practice right now because you're just that spent and everything else is just too much of a chore and there's no way you can make that happen. Practice that movement of your arms to your heart center or your hands to your heart center on exhale. Inhale, open up your arms wide and chest toward the sky. Big inhale, long exhale. And just being in that breathable space. Then you are nurturing that center, that heart center, in many different ways, via your breath, via niyasa, we call it in yoga, which is gesturing, um, that the actual act of opening up your chest, just opening up your chest muscles, your abdominal muscles will open up as well, just getting that whole space uh, pliable, flexible, as well as open. And it will help your uh, posture. You'll notice that your posture changes. Just that movement alone will help you sit up a little taller because you're in, you're you're tuning in to the musculature of your of the front side of your torso. It can be that simple if you just want very pragmatic, practical use of this particular um, movement with the breath. So journals. Practicing this movement with breath. Practicing noticing when you're feeling vulnerable and why you're feeling vulnerable and where do you go with that and giving yourself 24 to 48 hours to actually observe it. I want to say analyze too, but don't don't get into the paralysis of analysis. You know, analyze it to a certain extent mostly through observation, like, oh, that's your response. Oh, that's happening. Oh, that's how this feels. Oh, just anything to keep you in the space of what is what is really going on, or at least how you're perceiving it. Connect in your relationships somehow. That might be nurturing a relationship that is falling apart. Um, whether and that can be from afar, um, coming into the space of accepting where the relationship is because it's it's where it is and and it takes two to be in relationship and you alone can't change it and needing to be right about it won't change it either and um, and and thinking really responding think before you speak give yourself time. And nurture your relationships in reconnecting with those that you need to reconnect with or just connecting with those that you usually do and continue that practice. Notice how it makes you feel. And again, the fourth chakra's colors are pink or green. And uh, and your thymus gland is here, so you could do this just in in the sense of you want to be, you want to have a strong immune system if at all possible. And uh, you can look at different um, gemstones. That's another way to bring the color in, you know, like rose quartz or jade. Um, another way for you to bring attention to the heart chakra. Well, I just want to encourage everybody to give thanks to our veterans again today. 
um, and and realize the sacrifice that they make um, it within their families and um, and that their families make. And let's choose to love. Let's choose to be peace in all ways by practicing jump-starting our hearts, practicing compassion, understanding, acceptance, and therefore, friendliness without harm, honesty, and into me you see becomes more easy. Be well. Club alone if you feel like happiness is the truth. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.